and welcome to Murder, She Read, the true crime podcast where we read books, give each other dirty looks, and drink copious amounts of wine, or in tonight's case, a single Bud Light apiece. <laughs> I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I want to die. Why are we recording? Because uh, we hate ourselves. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, so... Tonight, we're going to do another story from Anne Rule's A Rage to Kill. We're not going to talk about the fact that we're still in Omaha. You can tell them that. We're still in <laughs> Omaha. This is the next day. We recorded last week's episode at a better time in our lives. And then we drank a bunch of wine. And here we are. And then we met a lady at the hotel bar, and then we drank Malibu rum like we were 16, and now we can't be. We have Bud Lights. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have any research. I've got pages upon pages, so buckle in, Amanda. Hold on to your butt, and let's go. <laughs> what if I don't want to hold on to my butt? Hold on to something. Your tits? Someone else's butt? Don't touch anybody else. God damn That's it. That's the rule of thumb. I can't do anything today. Don't touch anybody. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, so as I said, we're doing another story from Anne Rule's book, A Rage to Kill. This one is called Bus to Nowhere. I was going to make some joke about that sounding like our lives, but I don't have it in me to formulate it. This will be a fun one. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Drink that beer. <laughs> Working on it. Uh, okay, so this week, or this time in our lives, we are going to Seattle, where I don't think we've been before, have we? No. I don't think so. Um, back, as I said, with our gal, Anne Rule, a Seattle resident at the time of this particular incident. Oh, was she? Yeah. Um, and she does a preface to all of the stories in this book, including this one. She notes that she watched this unfold on her television as she cleaned her kitchen up the day after Thanksgiving, and she states that things like this don't happen in her backyard. Um, but she also worked at a suicide hotline with Ted Bundy, so I think she should be used to weird shit happening in her life, like, in it directly. Is this story once again about Anne Rule? Um, no, she actually walks out of it shockingly. Okay. No... And rule we just open up with her. Yeah, and her little preface. That's fine. Um, I can deal with that. So no psychics. No psychics. This cool. Time. Unless you have some information about that that you've picked up out of the trash can that is our minds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so to get to the actual narrative and leave Anne Rule in our proverbial dust, um, it is November twenty seventh, the day after Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. Um, and it's unseasonably warm in Seattle after the city had endured a bout of terrible weather. Uh, people are out and about, they're in short sleeves, they're taking advantage of the break in the weather, people are going shopping because it's Black Friday, people are going to do stuff with family as a continuation of the Thanksgiving holiday, so people are out and about. Yeah, it's a busy fucking day everywhere. So Anne turns the camera lens on a bus that is leaving North Seattle, I've never been to Seattle, so I don't have a great handle on the geography of it. Um, this is not a small bus, uh, but rather one of those like giant city buses, Amanda, that has the expanding middle part that allows it to like turn. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you ever been to a large metropolitan area? Yeah, I've not paid attention to the buses. Like in, or even like, I mean, even if you think of like a train car or a subway car, there's like that connection part that right. is flexible so everything can move. Yeah. It's like that, basically. So it's like two buses? But they're connected. Oh. And there's not like a, it's not like train cars in that there's like a definitive separation. Like they're totally one unit, but there's part of it that is kind of swingy. This sounds very safe. I also am a very clearly an architect of buses, bus architect. Bus architect. Yes, thank you. 
It's a good title. Thank you. Um, so it has this like bendable middle. Okay, the middle is like a fucking slinky. The middle of the bus. I think you can move on past this. <laughs> I think we can let it go. I think you're fucking wrong. <laughs> is that the rest of this podcast is about bus architecture? Yeah, it's my real passion. <laughs> I'm interested in bus architecture in Malibu now. It's who I am. I quit the podcast. <laughs> Too late. You gave me a year. Um, so the driver of this bus is Mark McLaughlin. He's a seasoned Seattle transit worker. And he was just about to be married for the third time to the love of his life and was looking forward to buying a large house for he and his bride-to-be and their four children that they've brought together from other marriages into this blended family. Uh, The bus pulls onto the Aurora Bridge, which is 170 feet high at its tallest point, and passengers' uh, recollection of the ensuing altercation will vary but essentially a white man in glasses that covered all parts of his eyes, like those old people glasses, you know. Those are cute. Or the ones you get when you go to the eye doctor and they blind you. Yeah, I know what you're talking okay. about. Um, he was wearing those. That was very notable to people because it's fucking weird. Um, and the man had been sitting in the seat adjacent to Mark, the bus driver, and the man got up, walked over to Mark, and shot him twice. Um, and some passengers claimed that a struggle for the wheel of the bus ensued, um, while others had no vantage point for this or recollection. So the thing I want to say about the Aurora Bridge is that it is... Suicide bridge. It is. Thank you. Yeah. there. It, so the bridge was built in 1932. Notice I'm doing all of this from memory. Yes. You're the bridge architect. (laughs) The bridge was built in 1932. The first suicide happened in January of that year before the bridge was even completed. Oh. There to date, as of the Wikipedia article that I read, there have been 230 suicides from the bridge with, I think, 50 deaths occurring in, like, the last two decades or something along those lines. So it's got... Um, pedestrian access and its height is obviously right. the uh, appeal? Mm, mm, sure. Making it attractive. Anyway, so it's definitely it's known as the Suicide Bridge. It currently has 18 phones set up along the side of it. So you can call for, it like just connects you to the hotline. Um, there's signs everywhere for the Suicide Hotline. Huh. Um, they're trying to... Uh, Stop the things that are happening. Okay. That's all the research I did. You're welcome. Thank you. 18 payphones. All right. So, um, below the bridge, there is water, and there is also the Fremont Troll. <laughs> sorry. I don't know why that made me laugh so much. The bridge goes over water. It doesn't go all the way. It's not, like, exclusively water. There's multiple terrains under there. There is a troll as well. Yes. It's a giant. You've seen it. On, like, people's fucking Instagram, it's a giant sand-colored garbage troll. He's holding a VW in his hands. People yes. love to take pictures in front yeah, of it. Yeah, it's been there for the last 28 years, I almost 29. It was built by, I guess they, like, voted, and, like, government money went to build it. Yeah, it's a big, weird thing. We'd have government gun go to a lot of odd things in the past two nights. Yeah. Ketamine last night. And trolls. Yeah. Um, so, there were two local artists and then two members of the, fuck, I, again, should have just brought my phone with me to this conversation so I could give you accurate information, but two traveling, two members of a traveling artist group, 
Uh, us. <laughs> it's us, yeah. They constructed the troll. It was supposed to be um, some symbol of the dangers of rapidly growing an oh, area. Interesting. They were really mad. I guess the community was really mad about all of the growth that took place in the 80s. They thought that it grew too rapidly and that it was a detriment to the residents and to small businesses. Don't know what the troll has to do with it. But there is a time capsule inside the VW. Oh. That within six months of the construction, uh, they had a bust of Elvis in there that got stolen out because, duh. Yeah, I would have taken So they filled the uh, VW with concrete. But there's a capsule, time capsule, somewhere in all that concrete. When are they supposed to take it out? I think never. It's filled with concrete. You can get in there with a jackhammer. I'm a bridge architect. <laughs> are you <going> in there? <laughs> I'm good. Okay. With my teeth, my toenails, all my teeth. Um, don't look at me. Can I cut that? That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, um, so on the ground below the bridge, Fremont Troll, um, and there's also a neighborhood around there, so there's an apartment building and homes and just general residential stuff as well. Um, so... Down below in said neighborhood, people were, like, going about their day. A lot of people weren't at work, obviously, because it's Black Friday, which is a holiday unless you get to work in retail, like Amanda. Thank God for that. I love it. Um, But so a lot of people were at home, and they literally saw um, a bus fall from the sky. It was like a hellscape scenario. It was this giant city bus that just fell as if, you know, thrown by God or whatever. Um, And... People ran from their apartments toward the sound of 100 trash cans crashing together, which seems like a lazy one from Anne Rule for me. That's the descriptor. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, My trash cans. In her backyard. So, who are we to say? I mean, I don't have a trash can, so it'd just be like a damp thud for me. <laughs> Great. It's a fact. You're welcome. Um, so anyway, this horrifying thing is happening. This bus is just like falling from the heavens. Um, and people were just horrified, and they're, like, running towards the scene. Um, and people are cannonballing, like, through the broken windows of the bus. It's missing one of its sides. Um, and people are, like, human missiles at this point. Um, and had the bus landed at a different angle, it could have hit an apartment complex, or it could have landed on top of all of these people who had gathered at the Fremont Troll, who were both tourists and locals alike, and were there just, like, hanging out because it was so nice out. Right. I also read that... It's speculated that the driver purposefully threw the bus off at that point because he knew it was going over either way and a fourth of a mile, which I imagine a city bus can get a fourth of a mile pretty quickly, but a fourth of a mile further down the bridge was the body of water. Right, right. And they all would have drowned. For sure. Yeah. Um, So there's a super horrifying uh, detail of a man who had arrived on the scene and he... and he came upon it by accident, like he was just driving that way anyway. Um, and he had thought he had driven into this like large pool of fog, just like rolling off the water. But it was in fact like all of the settling of debris that was kicked up as the bus fell. That's not good. Um, <clears throat> so the bus is on the ground in front of an apartment building, and because it's got that s- slinky middle, which is why I talked about this so much, it's played like a boomerang, like an L. Oh, okay. Um, and it's because of that connective middle. And despite the fact that the bus had plummeted five stories and the passengers without seatbelts, many of them actually managed to survive. Wait, so, and you might have just said this, I was thinking about 
how people actually drink Bud Light in real life for, like, fun. But how did the bus land? Did it land upright? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How do people drink Bud Light? Like this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no one's happy right now. Um, so the first 911 call was made at 3.13, and in the meantime, area residents were rushing to help in any way they could. Police and rescue workers arrived and were shocked by the sight. In addition to the wreckage of the bus, the whole thing is, like, covered in blood, um, as is the ground outside of the bus. It's, like, everywhere. All bad. Not great. And in a particularly fucked up scenario, we find that Mark McLaughlin, the bus driver, uh, his body was found on the roof of the nearby apartment building, having gone through the windshield and landed up there. Um, So the injured and dead are taken from the scene, and police start to try to piece together what had happened. A detective finds a gun hanging from the pocket of a severely injured tall white man, and this information is passed along to Detective Jordan, um, who heads to the hospital to try to figure out who this man is. Um, Upon arriving at the hospital, the detective finds that the man is dead and carries zero identifying information, like no driver's license, um, nothing that can give him any clues as to who he is. Um, So at this point, the cops just start calling him Whiskey Doe, because that's where they are in the alphabet. Okay. Not because it's what we drank last night. Um, So the Whiskey Doe in question has a gunshot wound to the side of his head. He was notably handsome, and Roll points out many times, um, and had been wearing your normal fare in terms of clothing, but also a weight loss belt. Why not? It was very thin. Was he? Yeah, it was puzzling to detectives because he was, like, pretty buff, um, and not in the girthworm category. Um, oh, and he also was wearing... Help me out here. Okay, so Anne Rule says that he was wearing thong briefs, which sounds like the mullet of men's underwear, like business in the front, party in the back. But I don't know if that's accurate. Why am... How am I supposed to help you out here? I don't know what you've seen in your life. I'm asking. Not that. I've not seen that. Fine. Get your Google. (laughs) So outside of those uh, pieces of information, he's pretty much clad in your general fare. And um, in addition, the gun that he carried in his pocket had not been fired, as it still had bullets in all of its five cylinders. It's a Derringer, which is like a cowboy western gun. Okay. So just one of those... Um, that was the barrel, thank you. Got it. Got um, it. so they get prints from Whiskey Doe and set about tracking down his records. The man's name comes back as Stuart Coltrane and is listed as having a variety of birthdays, birth dates, which the detectives think is very weird. He had a few minor charges of shoplifting, obstruction, and was arrested in New Jersey pretty recently for being an all-around creep at a park and watching a young girl shower. The article that I read said his name was Silas Cool. Calm down. We'll get there in a second. Okay. Um, so this is the name that comes back for them. When he had been arrested in New Jersey, he also didn't have any identification on him. Kept telling the cops his name was Stuart Coltrane. Okay. Was giving them a variety of different birth dates. Oh. So this is where the first name comes from. Okay. So cops go to the apartment of Stuart Coltrane because they looked him up in their giant book of people i imagine the phone book yeah um and meet a man who is very much alive who works as the manager of the apartment complex where his apartment was and they describe whiskey dough to stewart and stewart says oh that's silas cool yeah the worst name ever yeah not cool um a longtime resident of the apartment complex who is a loner 
So cops gain entrance to Cool's apartment and find a very eerie setup. There's a stack of transit schedules, like a foot tall, on the kitchen table that have like all of these like very cryptic notes all over them. And the windows have been blacked out. The bedroom ceiling and walls are tacked with nudie photos of women. So... Great decor. Yeah, it's nice. And then he's got a lot of uh, VHS porn DVDs. Yep. (laughs) VHSs. There we are. Uh, Just, like, surrounding the VCR, because it's 1998. Um, And eventually, police would find another gun in the wreckage of the bus later. Um, One that fits with the thirty-eight caliber wounds that both Mark and Silas Cool, as we now know his name is, had sustained. So cops attempt to find out more about Silas Cool and learn that he had a back injury that kept him from working. He claims. His parents just think it's scoliosis. Okay. Um, But his parents sent him $6.50 a month um, and would hazard that they had given him $75,000 over the years. Jesus Christ. Um, So he had worked for a time for the state and was remembered as being a pretty odd guy, and the police don't get much information from his parents, save for the fact that he had always been shy and quiet, and his sole passion had been golf until he had that back injury. How old is he at this point? He's 42. Okay. Yeah. 42 and your parents are paying your rent is not a good look. No, no. He also was like... I don't know what the... Like, I don't know how much his rent was. I think it was like $400. Um, So that's a, a chunk of that money... But so he was eating at, like, soup kitchens and, like, dumpster diving. And right. his parents were, like, very horrified to hear about it because they had been giving him money for so long. Um, so gradually, bus drivers start calling into the police station upon seeing a, a photo of Silas that had been posted around bus stations in the area. Um, and the bus drivers all say that they know this guy. He was on the bus all the time. He was verbally abusive. He was threatening. It was just, like, a nightmare. And everybody hated having them. Him, excuse me, on their bus. Um, So his behavior on buses was erratic, and no one felt particularly safe with him around, so it seems like Silas lived a completely secluded life in Seattle, but his only passion being... Bus harassment? Yeah. He's the bus architect now. Well, yeah. Um, So police continue to try to find a why for this tragedy. They interview, like, high school classmates and college classmates... Um, like neighbors, nobody knows much about him, and no one remembers him, um, save for the fact that he was definitely not cool, as his surname suggested, and that he was made fun of a lot in high school for having that nickname and then not being cool. And somewhat along these lines, in an unfortunate coincidence, or perhaps no coincidence at all, uh, was the fact that the day Silas derailed the bus was the same day as his 25th high school reunion. Oh, there might be a correlation there. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, so perhaps he was exacting some sort of revenge, uh, but we really have no idea because he shot himself after he shot Mark McLaughlin. So weird. It's super weird. Um, But regardless, he's a huge piece of shit and a coward to boot, basically, and that is the story of the Fremont Troll bus crash. Oh, that's it? Yeah. All right, this is a long episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> grounded. I have some fun facts for you. I'm so excited. Are you? No. You don't look excited. <laughs> what you got? You look like you're lying to me. Um, okay, so you talked a little bit about the scene at the house, of Silas's house. Yes. Specifically. Um, so. Did you ever find out what a 
brief thong was? I, you know what? I didn't Google that in the meantime. Where's your phone? I threw it behind you angrily. <laughs> I don't see it. Oh, maybe I moved it. <laughs> um, I, do, I don't know what a brief thong is. However, I do know that cops found, like, self-notes oh. written and posted all over. But they were like, it was, they had no meaning to anybody but Silas. No, they had meaning. Okay. It wasn't macabre in any way, though. It, okay. it wasn't, like murder a bus full of people kill mom it was don't put plastic in the oven that's that's common sense <laughs> even i know Just that like how to work life like how to live Post it all around the it's house. like memento but like if worse yeah you had a brain injury oh wait did you have a brain in- i've not watched that movie <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that movie no you know what to be fair i bet it doesn't stand up i do i did not want to watch it at all what that guy's hot though whatever whoever he is it? i don't know some fucking hot dude he's got a shirt off lot because he's tattooed with don't put <laughs> don't plastic put in the that. oven <laughs> that's the best just get all these reminders on your body wash your hands tuesday is trash day <laughs> Jesus. Um, I did have a second one, and you know what? I forgot it. Okay. Doing great. Okay, the other fact that I had for you. So, amongst all of those pornography VHSs that they found, there was an old fright film called Horror Express. What's a fright? Like a a horror movie? movie? Okay. Like an old-timey. I imagine black and white. And they thought for a minute that might be like a clue into his mind. Oh, because it was called the Horror Express? Oh, right. Like it was on a train or a bus? Yes, it, it was. It was on a train and it dealt with aliens. So it didn't quite give them the information more that they aliens? were hoping for. Yeah, more aliens. All right. um, that's what I've got about Silas Cole. Did you find out what it... Oh, you have some <laughs> pictures. Um, I don't understand. It's just like a men's brief, but it's a thong. It's exactly as I imagined. So is it just a thong? Um, do you want to look at some men's butt cheeks with me? Of course I well, do. Well, this one has a dick coming out of the front, so I don't think it's always like that. Do you want to put that on the Instagram? I think you're going to go to jail for that one, but... Um... <laughs> I'll put the link in there? Yeah. What but... they can Google to find it for themselves? Um, sure. And then just one more. I think that I'll buy this for your husband, if that's not too weird. That's real weird. I wish you would not. Could you describe it? It's a misshapen cock sock? Yeah. What is it? I think it, like, wraps around the side. Somehow it looks like a bicycle seat, but it's attached to your dick. Who knows? No, it looks like it's got a little, like, duck bill at the end. Maybe so it gets around your... We've gone down a weird place. <laughs> Do you want to get weirder? Go. Great. So, completely irrelevant... To the bus crash. Yes. Because that's where we are. Um, found this great, great article. Uh-huh. I don't even know that I want to say these words out loud because I hate it so much. However, here we go. So this takes place in December of 2013. And according to this article, apparently the Fremont troll had a feast the other evening because residents near the statue found 12 skinned sheep skulls on their yard. Oh. I initially thought it was, like, scattered about multiple yards. No, just 12 in one yard, two on the porch. They put them on someone's porch? Two of them on the I porch. I don't like that. Two on the porch, uh-uh. ten in the yard. 100% don't appreciate it. So officers responded to a call around 2.30 in the morning um, at Troll Avenue. That's where I live. That's where all my ex-boyfriends <laughs> live, actually. That really got out of hand with the troll situation <laughs> in Seattle, um, where they discovered the bloody heads 
One of the residents told the officers that he had run off some neighborhood kids the previous night and believed that they were responsible for what this article calls skullduggery. Did I write that? You might have written this (laughs) because the article ends with the skulls were promptly thrown into the trash, so be sure to check the dumpsters around that area if you want to make your next death metal show super intense. Oh. Basically, no good is happening anywhere near on or around that bridge. Where do you even get a bunch of sheep in Seattle? I think that there's probably farmland around there, right? I, I've never been there. I've never right outside? There. Maybe. I like when we make up facts about cities that we've not been to. Yeah, like... What did we do the other time? Ohio? We've pro- I don't know. You lied a lot about Ohio. We're definitely full of shit most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we should really be selling ourselves better. City architects. <laughs> We are full-blown city architects at this point. Well, Victoria, unfortunately, that is all that I've got for you, because every news article just said all of the same... Are you going to sneeze or vomit? Into the mic. Okay. Is there anything uh, that you would like to leave our listeners with today? No, but I do want to know what else is in that time capsule, or what's in that time capsule at the Fremont Troll. Okay, well, let's make a plan. Did you... Do you want to make a pact or a plan? I think we should make a pact. Both Ten years. (laughs) Will we be alive? (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely dead. Um, I imagine it's a bunch of random shit. If they had a skull of... Not skull. Oh, I'm mixing (laughs) things. This skull is what they had in there, Amanda. (laughs) Just the top part. (laughs) Just the frontal bits. Just the nog lid. Hmm? Just the nog lid. That's yeah. the one. Elvis's nog lid. Um, I don't know. Probably some dumb shit, right? Did you ever have to make a time capsule when you were a kid? I don't think so. I don't remember doing it either, but we must have. I feel like every child does that. Like every year at school? Yeah, or like maybe one year like the class makes one and then you're supposed to dig it up later. I don't know. When are you going back to dig it up? They probably did it without me. They probably didn't bury it. The teacher just threw it out. Yeah. She was pissed. I so imagine. Fuck you, you put another mouse Letter made to of... yourself, yeah. no one cares. <laughs> Dear third grade self. Oh, I hate it. You have a crush on... <laughs> and it rings, it rings to you to this day? Yeah. That's you still what have I... a crush on all the same boys? Yeah, and I just write letters to them again and again and put them in the earth. Is that weird? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> what? <laughs> they don't listen to this, it's fine. That's fine. I think that might be our cue to wrap it up. I think so, too. I've overshared. Possibly. <laughs> You've overshared. <laughs> You've made a lot of people nervous. <laughs> You're on a few lists. A few more lists. More, yeah. yeah. That's the operative term. Well, Victoria, how did you feel about that story? About the book? About Anne Rule? It's not her finest. She's, like, much better at a long form than a short form. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Well, in a short form, you've got less room for um, fabrications True. and opinions, and right? body aesthetics. Although she did slip in some handsomes in here. I mean, I think that she's the only person that said that, though, right? He's not bad looking. There's a picture of him in that book. Okay, well, um, you can put it on little, the pod. little scooperoo if you want. A scooperoo? Yeah, like a little gander. I still have uh, men's thongs pulled up on my computer. I was going to show you a picture, but... I think you should leave those up. Just for You want to change your background again? No, I don't know how to fix that. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it from us. Thank God. All right. uh, And this is our last Omaha missive. You don't know. I could come visit you. We could do this all over. (sighs) This has been uh, to you from our hangovers. There you go. 
And we'll be enjoying these Bud Lights. Will we? I will. Okay. <coughs> How? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.